You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hi, this is Katie from Queen's Podcast. Just a heads up, our show does include some strong language. So if you're uncomfortable with that, this might not be the show for you. Cheers, bitches. Hi, I'm Katie. And this is Nathan. And you're listening to Queen's, the podcast about badass women in history. Hmm. Yeah. So, uh, full disclosure, um, this is the most hungover I will have ever done an episode so far. Why are you hungover, Katie? Because my because I hung out with my mom last night. <laughs> <laughs> you are so cool. Oh my god, my mom knows how to party, y'all. It's like not even. It was lit, fam. <laughs> It was lit, fam. <laughs> With the fam. Remember how hungover you were on the Cleopatra episode? Oh, yeah. Like yeah. You, that was my New Orleans trip. Like, you drove in from New Orleans, and yeah. then I came over, and we recorded, and, like, your eyes were, like, bloodshot. And I was like, are you sure you want to do this today? Because it was only our second episode. <laughs> I'm like, I can do it. And you're, and you're like, no, it's fine. Why? And I was like, you look a little... And you're like, it's fine. <laughs> I'm, good. I'm good. And we have some retractions. Um, last week, we said that Henry VIII's sister, Margaret, went to France to marry the king. And yeah, it was actually his sister, Mary. 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 So not to be confused, that there's a shitload of Mary there's Tudors. so many Marys. <laughs> Everybody's Mary, 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 Mary. But thank you to listeners Aaron and Natasha for pointing that mistake out and not just emailing us going, oh, you don't know what you're talking about. But. Like, but like <laughs> being nice about it. Yes, thank you. <laughs> Margaret Tudor, different Tudor. Margaret Tudor ended up being the queen of Scotland. And Mary Tudor ended up being the queen of France for a short time. For, for like hot, hot oh, second. Boop. So different people. Yeah. And then listener Natasha also pointed out that she, like in the last episode, we talked about how um, Diane de Poitier and Anne Boleyn would have been... Possibly meeting together. Like, like they surely knew each other, you know, would have worked yeah. together. Like, and we were trying really hard to, like, place them somewhere at the same time. And we tried to place them in the birthing room together. Yeah. But allegedly... Natasha said that she's read that... Um, Unmarried women didn't witness births, like, didn't help at the actual time of birth. So they may have not. Which would make sense because... Uh, then you wouldn't want to get married. <laughs> yeah. You'd be like, oh my God, that's childbirth? Like, that's what... Nah. nah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be a nun. <laughs> I'm sure many did. Bye. <laughs> so anyway. So. Where we left off was in 1527, Anne has officially accepted Henry's marriage proposal. Mm-hmm. So she's living at court and she's the official mistress, but they're not her, fucking. Yeah, they're not boning yeah. yet. 
They're they're not like slipping under the sheet. But she's got like her own apartment. She has like her own ladies serving her. She's got swag for days. Yeah, and her and Henry are thinking that he's just going to be single and he's free to marry within the next year, so he'll be fine. He'll yeah, be fine. this will just be this will be temporary. But um, water under the bridge. Yeah. Spoiler alert: things did not go as planned. <laughs> So, remember, Henry is obsessed with this one Bible verse that says you can't marry your brother's wife or else. Leviticus 420, right? No. Dummy. (laughs) (laughs) Leviticus 2021. That was close. Well, okay. (laughs) Um, So, like, when he married Catherine of Aragon, um, if you don't remember this from our uh, Catherine of Aragon episode, you know, Kathy had been (coughs) married to his brother... First, then that brother died, and she was like, well, we never slept together, and so that's kind of like the basis of them being able to get married, yeah. and so Henry's now basically like, you, I think you did sleep with him. Yeah, so he has he has to either prove Because God is punishing us. Yeah, and, he has yeah. to prove that either Catherine of Aragon is lying about it, or he has to like just up and leave his wife how, how is he gonna do that yeah how's he supposed to do that <laughs> and then he's like hey kathy could you like please pretty please just become a nun and she's like mm, i don't think so like mm, nope, not nope. gonna do it no thank you no mm. no ma'am no not ma'am. Do it. <laughs> and that summer henry goes on this month-long hunting trip um it's in this place called bellu and Catherine may have not come she didn't come no but she was not invited. And Anne was. Yeah. And so this is kind of, this was kind of a turning point. It, like, just like the really inner circle knew before about their relationship. But this was kind of. They were really open about it at this point. Yes. Like, were people really were like, knowing oh, her. shit, he's serious about this shit. Yeah, they're just hunting <clears throat> and on horseback and like, oh, darling, you, you dropped your handkerchief. Let yeah. me pick that up. So this, we talked about. Cardinal Wolsey a little bit in the last episode. Well, we talked about him a fair bit in the yeah, last episode. Yeah, we did. We did. About how he had maybe made enemies out of Anne previously with the whole Henry Percy thing. Yeah, definitely made enemies. And so this is when Wolsey realizes, oh, shit, he wants the divorce because he wants to marry this chick. Because, like, Henry wasn't petitioning for, like, a divorce and being like, because I want to marry Anne. Like, he was trying to keep In Anne. General. He was trying to keep Anne very separate from that. But that's when it dawns on Wolsey that he's like, oh, fuck. It's not separate. And he's like, shit, and this chick hates me. Right? No, <laughs> it's true. He's like, oh, damn. Now it's for real. They're getting married, and this woman hates my guts. Yeah, so this was not a good time for Wolsey. Nope. Um, (laughs) And he had failed to get the annulment. Now, to be fair, Catherine of Aragon's nephew had the Pope held hostage at this point. Yeah, impy chaps. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So while the Boleyns, because, like, up at this hunting trip, Anne's brother and father and uncle, the Duke of Norfolk, are all there as well. And they're, like, getting real chummy with the king and basically behind closed doors being like, you know what? If Wolsey wanted to get that divorce for you, he would have gotten it by now. But he didn't. But he didn't. So, so. No, he doesn't so like, like it. Like I'm not saying, but I'm set. I'm just saying. You know what I mean? Like I'm not saying that he doesn't want you to get a divorce, but I'm just saying I'm he should have gotten it by now. I'm not saying, but I'm just saying. <laughs> Anywho, there I need was to drink some more. It's so funny. It 
it's so funny how the best cure for a hangover is vodka. I, I, I was talking about that earlier with you. I was like, is it the tail of the dog? Is it the... Yeah, Nathan was like, I was the, like, he was like, have a drink. You need a tail of the dog. And I was like, what the... F- do you mean hair of the dog? Hair of the dog. Whatever. <laughs> Something about a dog makes you want to drink more. I, what is it? I don't know. I don't anyway, know. <laughs> there was a big ass famine in 1527 mm-hmm. and they didn't eat any dogs, hopefully. <laughs> and as word is getting out to the general public that Wolsey is trying to get this divorce going mm-hmm. and the king wants to marry this rando chick named Anne. Yeah. There had been lots of So there had been like this huge flood. And then... Moses style. Yeah. And then... You mean Noah Um, style? Noah. Whoa, Nathan. Nathan getting his biblical references off. I'm not saying, but I'm just saying. And Katie corrected me. (laughs) But no, so like there was this huge flood. And so then when none of the crops grew right that year, you know, they didn't really understand science. So, yeah, didn't, didn't, so what, it was didn't God. Continue. It was God being mad at Anne Boleyn and Cardinal Wolsey, basically. Yeah, like, <laughs> and so like the general public was just like, God hates Anne, and and that's why he's making our crops not grow. Yep, that's. I mean, <laughs> when you don't have an education, blame it on God. Yeah, well, like, and we've discussed it in every episode, basically. Like, you can't blame the king no so you blame the people around him so yeah it's cardinal wolsey and anne boleyn getting the blame the, yeah, for taking the, the heat. crops failing Ugh, people are so stupid in history <laughs> <laughs> like oh all this bad shit's happening let's blame it on somebody yeah well and also they were like everybody loved catherine of aragon but they were also like, well, maybe Anne's pushing this new religion, the, which ah. Protestantism, and God's mad at that as well. Because ah. um, remember, Time frame. yeah, you know, the Protestant Reformation is going on in Germany and everything. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of people and, dying. Too. And <laughs> remember, we said whenever she was lady-in-waiting in France, her queen that she had served had been kind of sympathetic to the new religion, as that it was being called at this time. And so, yeah, they were like, well, she's she's a heretic. She's and, one of them. And so that's why God is killing our crops. She's a witch. She's a witch. <laughs> like, Cardinal Wolsey really wasn't getting anywhere with the divorce. To be fair, like, it wasn't. It was an uphill battle. Yeah, and then Thomas More, not to be confused with Thomas Wolsey. All these fucking Thomases. Thomas. Anyway, Thomas More steps in and says, hey, yo. Henry, I don't think this marriage between you and Cathay is valid. Or he does think the he marriage. Does, yeah, he yeah, does. Yeah, he's like, he's like, I don't think you have a valid argument to dissolve your marriage. Yes. And um, so he gets beheaded. I don't think it's now, but he eventually gets beheaded. He doesn't come <laughs> up again in the story. He was just in the story for a quick second. Bye, bitch. Bye. <laughs> um, do you remember that Drew Barrymore movie, Once Upon a Time? Oh, yeah. yeah do you remember yeah. she read that uh, that book, Utopia? And like no. she only had one book, and it was Utopia, and that that was written by Thomas More. Huh? Yeah. Though I don't think chronologically it really makes sense because I think like that movie was set like twenty years before <laughs> Thomas More wrote the book. But <laughs> uh, who's counting? <laughs> oh, but cool. I had a little had a, had a little fairy tale moment there. I was like Thomas More. What? Did, where do I know the name of that book? <laughs> like, oh, the Drew Barrymore movie. <laughs> 
So, anyway. <laughs> Anywho. Sidebar. So, the, no, they're the divorced, not going anywhere. Yeah, it's not going anywhere. And the thing is, is, like, the Pope has annulled marriages before. Yeah, and this so This has it's happened not, so many times. And that's what we're going to, in the I Patreon mean, episode today, we're going to discuss yeah. all the different, like, ways that... Like, the Pope has allowed royal couples to get divorced. He annulled a marriage within the last, like, 50 years. So it like. wasn't like, <laughs> it wasn't like Henry was asking something that was unprecedented. You mm-hmm. know, it happened. And, um, but yeah, so the king sends these dudes to Rome. And the Pope basically tells them, like, let me think about it for a hot second. But, of course, since the Holy Roman Emperor has sacked Rome, he has control of the Pope... And they're fucked. <laughs> Henry is fucked. It's just and, not. and he is irritated as hell. Oh my god. And this eventually this whole situation ends the up being The King's Great Matter. Oh my god. It's so ridiculous. I know. I could go on for eons about the King's Great Matter. Eons. Eons and eons. Um <laughs> But okay. So then back in England. And gets the sweating sickness. So this has been going around for a while. Well, not a while, but it's been going around for a while. Well, it first it first came to England at the end of the Wars of the Roses. So what? So this- a lot of people blamed Henry Tudor, the first one, for bringing this over because it wasn't. It wasn't like a big deal until his uh, his people came his posse over. Posse came over, and then the sweating sickness popped up. So basically, what the sweating sickness is is you just get like a virus or bacterial infection, and then all of a sudden you just you die, sweat, <laughs> you sweat, and you to get death. dehydrated, and then you hallucinate. So the stages you are you start you start to feel like gloom and doom, like all, just out of nowhere you'll be like, I feel like the end is near. What's going on? And then you feel queasy, and then you get the shivers at the same time, feeling like horrible pain in your limbs. So I feel like this is just you being like dehydrated and you sweating and just like being. Uh, well, the the it pain sounds like misery. No, the pain and stuff in your limbs and the shivers are before the sweat start. But Ugh. yeah, Ugh. and then it just sounds awful. And then you start sweating, and you basically yeah, you sweat yourself to death. And you die. You start, and, like, like, hallucinating. And it was and, going. Oh. And, like, they actually, um, I thought in the, I don't want to refer to the show The Tudors too much um, because it's got a lot of historical inaccuracies. But I really liked the way that they portrayed um, and getting it, like, her, one of her maidservants gets it. And um, they portray it really well. The maid starts coughing. And then she's like, I got the sweats. I got the sweats. And just starts Freaking the fuck out! I like, would too. Yeah. I mean, you're gonna die. Yeah, and then, but then Anne okay, gets not, it, and not everybody dies. From Most it. did, so yes. it's kind of a big fucking deal that Anne didn't die from it. Yeah. You know, um, it made me think of remember when we did the um, Theodora episode, uh, and Justinian didn't die, or was it just Justin? Her, her boo. It was um, Justinian. Justinian, he didn't die from this plague. And so they thought it was like a sign from God. So I could see in the same way, most people did die from this. So that so this was so a that she, divine intervention. Exactly. I feel like Henry being, cause, I mean, at his core, he really was a deeply religious person. So when Anne survived this sweating sickness, he probably did think it was like um, God saying, I've spared her for you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I went down a rabbit hole about the sweating sickness and the... Ugh, 
scientists, I mean, it's not like there's still a whole lot of studies on it anymore, but like they just, it's kind of like, mm, we don't know. We don't know exactly what caused it, you know? So Anne goes back to Heaver when she gets the sweating sickness and she goes into quarantine. Mm-hmm. And Henry, like, uh, flees London, goes to the country because, you know, you're not. London's such concentrated population. He goes out to where there's not so many people and just kind of like jumps from country house to country house. And of course, Stalker Henry is just sending love letters he the sent, entire He sends <laughs> I thought this was funny to note. It said that he sent his second best doctor cuz he would keep his best doctor with himself. <laughs> but he sent his second best doctor to <laughs> Anne. And yeah, he was like just like obsessively writing her love letters while she was sick and everything. And oh I my get, god, I hope you get better. Get well soon. Please don't die. Here's my second best doctor. <laughs> Mary Boleyn's husband dies of the sweating sickness. I love me some Mary Boleyn. Yeah, she's definitely interesting. I don't know that we there's like enough really known about her no. to give her her own episode. Our friend Christine from the History Gal would probably disagree, though. I think she would. Yeah. But, <laughs> so she gets better, and it's very, like, oh, and, joyous reunion. And, yeah, they have this big joyous reunion. Again, it's another scene that I really love in the Tudors, like, when they're reunited once she recovers from the sweating sickness, and it's just, like. And then this dude called Cardinal Campaggio, Campeggio, was sent Campeggio. to. Campeggio. Uh, yeah, please, please don't give me a Campeggio. <laughs> He was sent to England to, like, kind of litigate this whole thing with... He was the... Yeah, he was from Rome. He was the papal legate. Yeah, trying to, like, smooth everything over. (laughs) Yeah. So, Henry didn't want Anne to be under scrutiny, so he, like, kind of keeps her away from the spotlight while they're dealing with his a great matter. Oh my god, that's what the annulment is So then she goes back to Hever Castle, and she's like, but I just got back, okay... Bye. <laughs> and so Henry goes back to living with Catherine while Cabello is there. <laughs> and, like, they're even sharing a bed. He's acting like he's so in love with her. The story goes that Anne was jealous as fuck. And, I mean, I might be, too. I would be, too. But, no, but he's basically <laughs> walking around the whole time. Cabello is there. Um, just being like, oh, my God, I love my life. I love this wife so much. Catherine is the best wife. Oh, my God, I love her. But, oh. God doesn't like it. Uh, everyone, does, uh, what can we do? What, you know, and he's like, um, I mean, if God, if you guys decide I should still be married to her, I'll be married to her because I love her so much because she's so great. And anyway, yeah, so he's just going around being like, I love Catherine so much, but it might be against God. I guess that's up for you guys to decide. But oh my God, I love her so much. And then Cardinal Campaggio, 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 Campaggio. he decides that it's all valid. That the marriage is valid. So it's not documented exactly how Anne felt about that, but I'm sure she was devastated, you know? I would be. And I'm sure she was jealous that he's just walking around talking about how much he fucking loves his wife to everybody. And I mean, after all this time, Henry has likely been telling Anne, oh, it's going to, everything will be fine. Everything's going to be great. It'll all work out. We've got the cardinal. And then all of a sudden the cardinal decides against her. So she's like, wait. What? Yeah, so she, so there's this book, real snazzy title, The Obedience of the Christian Man and How Christian Rulers Ought to Govern. Yeah. So in like 1528 or 1529, she gets her hands on this book. Like, let's not pretend like Henry VIII was like a reformer at all. No. Because people (laughs) always, you know, accredit him to like 
bringing Protestantism to the West and everything, but yeah. no, like he um, he tried to consolidate. He his was Catholic religion. to his core. Yeah. He wanted Catholicism to come, but he just didn't want the the Pope telling him what to do. So if anybody else in the world would have been walking around with this book in England, it it would have been heresy. But Anne was walking around. But with it. Anne had it, and so um, <laughs> she gives it to one of her her la- one of her ladies in waiting asks to borrow it, and then Cardinal Wolsey sees his her lady with this book and confiscates it. I mean, people are being like straight up killed for yeah, no, like it's it's like whenever you write something down that's different from what. The Catholicism. King, yeah, is. no, the king, he was not a reformer. No. And so um, Wolsey sees one of Anne's ladies walking around with it, confiscates it, brings it to Henry VIII. I think so he's hoping like, oh, look, Anne and her ladies are heretics. Please drop the Person, matter. Yeah. yeah. Like- but instead, Anne goes to Henry and is like, look. Wolsey took this book off of one of my people. He thinks it's heretical, but I want to show you something in there. And there's this passage in there that says um, the king is accountable for his domain and the pope can't tell him what to do. So it's essentially putting the king in power over the pope. It's like the God God chose you to rule these people, not the Pope, the Pope to rule these people. Exactly. So you don't have to answer to the Pope is basically what it says. And Henry gets a brain boner. <laughs> like, he is just like, fuck yes. Oh, my God. Are you okay? <laughs> yeah, I'm just laughing. He got a brain boner. He got a brain boner from it. He was. I might need that in my repertoire. Yeah. <laughs> Feel free to use it. Henry's just like... Yes! Oh my God! Yeah! <laughs> and Wolsey's Wolves, like, wait up! He's like, yeah. hold up! Wait a minute! <laughs> and the king is like, shut up! No, this is. And Wolsey's like, so you're not gonna execute Anne Boleyn? And he's like, no, 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 no. absolutely not. <laughs> my boo. And these divorce proceedings She's going nowhere with Kath A. Nowhere, nowhere, nowhere. They're done. They're done. Nothing's and happening. And, and Kathy are appearing before the court. And, and we did a very dramatic reading of... So reference our Kathy episode. Part she has... De, part de, I the, think it's part two. Yeah, the... The, um, the reading. The court episode is um, part it's two. Very, it's very, like, heartfelt basically, and dramatic and, like... Basically... Bitch, I am your wife. Yeah, they go to court <laughs> and he's thinking this will give him the upper hand. But no, Catherine pulls, like, she drops to her knees in front of him, in front of the court, like a commoner, and, like, just begs. Just like mama would. <laughs> and everybody is just so impressed with her. It just builds public support for her. And Anne is becoming so unpopular with the people. Yeah. Um, her barge going down the River Thames, like, this group of women, like, come out and start, like, throwing shit at her. Uh-huh. And it's just, like, because they're, like, well, if the king can leave his wife, who's been, like, an amazing wife to Why him. Why can't I? My husband Why can leave me. And so she becomes, like, this figurehead of just, like, corruption and evil. Anarchy. Which is so unfair. It's not, because it was the king that did it. Yeah. <laughs> like, she never asked for this, you know? She never, whatever. So she did start to gain support amongst the nobility, though. 
Because if you want to be buddies with the king, if you want the king to like you, you're going to be... You're going to be pro Anne, and her you know? dad started getting like promotions on promotions, on and her promotions, brother, and yeah, like uh-huh. cousins, and everybody got like a little bit of lift in their and a lot status. Of, and a lot of the nobility were starting to be like sick of Wolsey anyway for like other things besides um, the great matter, and so <laughs> the, uh, great the great matter, <laughs> and so they were starting to see it as like, well, this is our chance to. Get him the fuck out of here if we support Anne and turn the king against him. So, Wolsey, you should just convince the king not to marry Anne. That's a great idea. Yeah, like... (laughs) Not! (laughs) He... Well... So now all these people are whispering in the king's ear, like, Wolsey doesn't want you to marry Anne. He's not getting your... Like, at first it was just Anne's, like, family saying it. But now, like, all these other dukes and stuff are just like, well, he, because, he's like, not he's not actually wanting you to get this divorce. He's just... Um, he's making it not happen on purpose. So it's, again, it's one of those things where Wolsey believes that Anne is beneath him. Yeah. In, like, royalty status. Like, whatever. I mean, she definitely was. Yeah, she was. But, but it doesn't matter. I mean, we, we've talked about Elizabeth Whitfield. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> so, not surprising, since nothing was happening, Wolsey started to seriously lose favor with the king. And then, of course, all these people who, like, didn't give a shit about Wolsey now are like... I care about Wolsey! Because they're like... Wolsey they're like, for life! Cause, well, because it's a reason to shit on Anne. Yep. They're like, They're like, oh, poor Wolsey... That bitch Anne Boleyn did this to him, and it's like y'all didn't like him. But now it's just now it's, you do. What, just, what? What? What's your issue? It, it, I don't think I don't think Anne ever openly com- campaigned like for Wolsey to be like for any shit to be against him. Um, I think her, her father dad. did. I think her uncle did. I don't think she did, but it doesn't matter. She got the blame for it um, in fifteen twenty nine. Wolsey was arrested because, again, the king thought he was, like, purposely working against him on the annulment. This isn't an episode about Cardinal Wolsey. This isn't an episode about Cardinal (laughs) Wolsey, so we're not going to go into it because that could take a long time. But long and short of it, he's accused of treason, which just being accused of treason, that's a death sentence. So what I read was, like, he was held captive in London and then, you know, he's, like, awaiting. He pretty much knows he's going to die. And he knows he's held captive. He wasn't He wasn't held captive he gets, in London. He, so he was up in York, which is north, which is in, like, Northumbria or whatever. <laughs> and remember Henry Percy, he was Earl of Northumbria. That's who was holding him captive before ah. his... Isn't that... Isn't fate funny? Like, <laughs> So there's Henry Percy, who we talked about at length in our Patreon episode, being miserable in this marriage that Cardinal Wolsey basically forced him into. And he's like, oh, you're being charged with treason. I'm going to hold on to you until you can be transferred to London. And then on his way to London to face trial, he died. Yeah, he died just rando like two days later. In the Tudors, he killed himself. In the TV show, The Tudors. I don't think... That's not accurate. I don't think that's accurate. I think it was... It's real good for drama, you know, for, like, the drama of that the show. The theater. I think it was just the 1500s and people got sick and died all the time and he got sick and died uh, <laughs> while traveling. But, um, yeah, so... so anyway, Henry boy, means someone else to step up. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. And he gets that guy, um, Thomas Cromwell. Thomas Cromwell. N- another fucking Thomas! What is up with all these fucking Oh, these fucking Thomases. names. If you're like Mary, Elizabeth, Henry, Edward, Thomas. Like Thomas. Like, the guy that plays The guy that plays Cromwell in the um, Tudors is the same guy that plays Warwick in The White Queen. Oh, you mean War Dick? War Dick. <laughs> yeah. So they're the same person in my brain. Anyway. The tension is mounting. Ooh. There is drama, Ooh. mama. So if you're counting, this went on for seven years trying to get this divorce. Jesus fucking Christ. Like, so much shit went down. And obviously, Anne is on thin ice. This shit is getting dragged on for fucking ever. And, like, her whole thing about being able to become the queen or whatever is all contingent on um, you're going to be able to produce all these male heirs. Well, she was, like, 20-something when this started. Not pregnant. (laughs) She's in her 30s now, which back then was old to not be married. Like... She's she doesn't past, have any. She doesn't have seven years to waste. You she's know? past her prime. I hate that <laughs> phrase, but for the time, sure. Like, um, oh, I'm sorry, that was a musical that we did together. Oh, little Abner, were yes. you referencing little Abner? <laughs> yes, I was. I'm past, past my, my prime. prime, and she was like 21. Yeah, <laughs> but no, Anne was getting in her 30s, which at that point was considered old to have your first baby, and. I mean, can you blame her for starting to, like, panic a little bit? No, because, like, Catherine at this time, Cathay, was still, like, sewing his shirts and being doing the wifely mm. duties. When and- she found out that he was, that Catherine was still sewing Henry's shirts, she made the biggest fucking scene. I would, In too. front of all of these people. I would, too. Just being like, what do you mean? He's still, she's still sewing your fucking shirts. I mean... She lost her fucking patience. Can you blame her? No. No. She, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if she was starting to regret the decisions that she'd made. Because it's like, I mean, yeah, I get to be queen, maybe. But, like, I'm, I was I'm promised still, I'm still all of this. an unmarried. I thought this was going to be done. And, like, yeah, I, I, I could see how I, I, she's yeah. starting to panic. She was promised all of this easy breezy. Easy breezy, beautiful. beautiful. Now you're a queen. So Henry's like, all right, I got to do something drastic I mean, to appease her. It's like, been six fucking years. Seven I mean, years. Seven years. It's uh, Nothing's happening. I got to do something. So he makes her the Marquess of Pembroke. This is a big fucking It is deal. a big first of all, the Marquess is a male title. Like yep. that like so because you know, usually like if you marry a duke, you could become a duchess, but a duchess is below a duke. So she's like that's as high as he could lift her. And not only that, it's like the Marquess of Pembroke, which is an extinct title from Henry the Yeah, it's, a tu- it's an old Tudor title. Yeah, like from his... Jasper, his great uncle Jasper. Yeah. Which <laughs> just sounds, sounds to me little, like... Sounds a little country. Yeah. But, um, My great uncle Jasper Pembroke. His great uncle Jasper had been the last um, Pembroke. And then also it's a big fucking deal because back then in England, women weren't allowed to inherit titles. Mm-hmm. So there... 
she was only the second woman in the country to have a title like that in her own right. Like, usually, like, you'd be the countess of something, and then when your husband died, you were the dowager countess. But yes. now, there were, she's the Marquess, and then there was this woman, Margaret Pohl. She was the first one. Yeah, she was the countess of Salisbury. We'll, we're definitely going to cover her one day. <laughs> what she a is on the list. Tragic, sad woman <laughs> life, at least, that she had. But no, so it was a big fucking deal because of everything. Like all these things we just said that and made And so it a what big happens, like the reason that we're talking, it, it's called like hereditary peerage or peerage hereditary, yeah. where if she dies now, so we're not talking about he. Yeah. If she dies, her title gets passed on. To her next children, of kin, or yeah, her child, her cousin, whoever's next, and of also kin. it's bumping it up to where it's not like, oh, I'm just marrying this knight's daughter, like I'm marrying the Marquess of Pembroke, you know, like it's it's a big fucking deal. Is it's what like we're the getting oldest to. title in England. It goes and back to like Empress Maud, and then I think I th- Pembroke might actually be in Wales. Well, it's like northern yeah. the UK, <laughs> even yeah, though that wasn't there. what they called it then. But you know, <laughs> and family obviously profited from this too um Anne's dad became the kin the viscount of rochford and also the earl of wiltshire and so Anne is like legit royalty yeah like pretty much and her and her brother got some titles too and shit and it's just like it was a big deal for her family. Yeah, she she literally tried to... Ele- well, she didn't try. She did. She elevated her family to, like, meet what she was doing. Yeah. And so she's legitimately nobility she's now. And she can get married to Henry, and then everything's happily ever after, mm, right? Not necessarily. No, no, no. Henry's still got this wife. And <laughs> she ain't backing down, bitch. <laughs> and... Yeah, so they decide what they're going to do is they're going to go to France and convince the King of France, Francis. Um, How convenient. That's so cute. King of France, Francis. And I'm the King of Portugal, Porty. You know, like, yeah. They're going to, like, convince him that, like, to be on our side for this matter so that Francis... One, so they just have, like, somebody else of huge status being like, yeah, I agree with this. And France is a good ally because they have power, money, everything, so you need to get them on your side. So they're like, Henry, Anne, and the crew jump on a boat to Calais. They're on a boat. (laughs) We're on a boat, motherfucker. (laughs) They're going back, back, back. To Calais, Calais. (laughs) Sorry about it. So they're going back, back, back to Calais, Calais in a boat called the Swallow in Dover. (laughs) The Swallow in Dover. The Swallow in Dover. I think the boat was just called the Swallow, but they took it from Dover. From Dover. And I just want to be like the Swallow in Dover. Like it sounds like (laughs) a bad porno name. It just really does. And but I bet. Anne was really excited to go back to France. She hasn't, like, she was such a Francophile. And France is her shit. It's so her shit. Francophile. Yeah. (laughs) And she hasn't been back there since um, she was recalled to marry her her cousin, which never happened. But yeah, so they they land in Calais, Calais, and (laughs) (laughs) they end up meeting, like, all these, like, 
France, fancy French maesters, and they're like, hey, yo, we need to meet y'all king. And she gets them to go, like, summon the king over to her. Anne really wants to be addressed as consort, but, like, I mean, she just can't be. Like, it. first of all, usually what they would do, the king would bring his queen, and they would meet the other king and their queen, but the, the queen of France is Catherine of Aragon's cousin. Everybody's related to Catherine of Aragon. Everybody is Catherine of Aragon's cousin or nephew. Hashtag Queen Izzy had it laid out. (laughs) Yeah, right? (laughs) Literally. So that queen, one, isn't going to meet with who she views as a king's whore, basically. And also, like, and the woman that's trying to, like, take my cousin's place. No. Bad idea. Not so gonna instead of inviting his queen with him, Francis decides to invite some rando whore. Nah, trick. She, nah, she's like, no. Nah, trick. I'm I not am meeting not, I am not about to mingle with... No, I was expecting the queen of France. Yeah. I was not expecting some rando mm-hmm. prostitute to... Anne was raised in the French court, so like... She, she understood wanna, it. She, yeah, she's like, she understands that that's a bit of... A political move. Well, she understands also that it's a bit of, like, some side-eye from the queen, you know? Exactly. Like, like mm. it's a political move from she knew the, the game. queen. And she knew, she knew that this wasn't exactly what she wanted. So yeah. what did she do? She said, no, king, just... how about you meet me? Come, yeah. come drive to me. And then guess what he does? He sends her a diamond that he bought off of Amazon Prime. <laughs> went on to Amazon Prime. Yield Amazonia. And sent her... A diamondia. I think it was a diamond. I think yeah. it was a diamond. Um, sent her this diamond. Kind of like, sorry about it. Can we like forget about all that awkwardness? And she's like, okay. Um, and so... Yeah, so Francis eventually comes and meets up with, like, they have this ball. And, and it was super understated. No, it wasn't. <laughs> it was Wrong-o. fancy as fuck. They have this ball, and um, the king rolls up with his people. Anne has all her ladies. Anne is dressed in, like, a gold robe <laughs> with, like, furs and, like, dripping Silver. with jewels. Dri- dripping like, in jewels eleganza. Yes. <laughs> she was looking fabulous. But, like, the thing yes. is that, like, so when Anne met the king of France, she knew all the right moves. She knew how uh, to address, the, like, she grew up at she the French court. She grew up at French court. And she impressed him. And He was he, like, whoa, this, this quote-unquote mistress really knows she knows her shit like she's smart and and so he basically gave henry and Anne like okay yeah i'll support you guys in what you do like i like her she seems like good people she seems like she's gonna steer you in the right direction thumbs up so i mean honestly henry and Anne end up setting sail for england like mission fucking accomplished so they go to leave but then there's like a bad storm and so they're delayed for a couple of weeks in Calais. Is this like some sort of divine intervention? And that is generally like viewed as when they finally bone. Like that they're they're delayed from Calais to go back to England. And so They were going. And so he going. sends her a text being like, You up? And <laughs> she's, she's like, like yes, and girl. she's like, Fine. Yeah. <laughs> so 
<laughs> Rumor has it that at this time they actually secretly got married there in Calais. And I agree with it. I think they did get married because why would she why would she finally sleep with him after seven years if they weren't? Unless she just had some of that French wine in her system. <laughs> she was dr- drunk on the idea of like, oh, the king, the French king gave us the thumbs up. Okay, see, that's where I'm coming from is I say it's like fake news. Like they, you don't think they secretly they got didn't married. secretly get get married at this point because that was all rumor from some Thomas that said some, some shit. But then why, <laughs> then why would she finally sleep with him if they hadn't? Do you because think she, I think she was caught up in being everything. like, oh my gosh, I am now the queen. I am now this, and like she got caught up in being elevated to royalty that now she's like oh yes finally so she sleeps with them being like okay now I've got my leg up on it yeah and she didn't marry him at that point but being like bitch now we're getting I think they had a secret ceremony I really do um I I, can agree with that yeah if they didn't have a secret ceremony then she fucked him and was like hey we need to make this happen now so um they get back to England and Henry's just like, fuck it. I'm done with this shit. My country, my <coughs> rules. In 1533, he passes or he has Parliament pass an act called the Act of the Restraint of Appeals. And basically what the Restraint of Appeals is, is that the Pope can't tell me what to fucking do. Anymore. You have no power here. And um, so after the act passes, he turns to his Archbishop, um, Thomas Cramner. Cranmer? Cranmer? Kramer. 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 It's Kramer. No, there's an N in there. Cranmer? Kramer versus Kramer. Anyway, so he turns to his archbishop, Thomas, and says, uh, do I have my annulment? And that guy goes, yup. Thumbs up. And he goes, cool. So in in January 1533, he and Anne marry again. Maybe for a second time? I think so. I thought you said you didn't think so. I thought you said, I think they married for... (laughs) You don't even know what you think. Shh. Drink more vodka, Nathan. <laughs> but no, um, she's pregnant yeah. by January. Look, at the at the time of their like official second wedding, maybe first wedding, she's already pregnant, and shit is hitting the fan. Religiously and, speaking, yeah. This, I mean, Henry is married to Catherine of Aragon, and now he's had this second marriage yeah so possibly with Anne and so everybody is saying that Anne is a bigamist Anne is a bigamist and as we've already talked about you can't really talking about the king yeah the king is a bigamist the people just hate her so much and I just literally want to be like so unpopular and Catherine's title is then demoted to dowager princess of Wales so she got to step down um and the king is like, long hair, don't care, my country, my rules, lol, lol, new phone, who dis? And the pope is like, oh, I'm a mad, don't do this. And he's like, and lol, bye. And like, Anne and Henry slowly start trickling out these that she's hints. Pregnant. She's pregnant. And she keeps married. what she keeps doing in court is um, just one day she turns to most likely um, Thomas Wyatt. And it's like, I just, I just have this craving for apples and I, I just want apples all day. I I can't, I I don't know why. 
why? I just want apples and nothing else. And it's like, obviously, that she's dropping hint, hey, I'm having crazy... Cravings. Cravings, like women do when they're pregnant. So she's not, like, just flaunting in court, like, I'm pregnant, but she's being, like, you know, subtly doing things like that. Maybe I'm craving peanut butter and pickles right now. I don't know why. Isn't that weird? (laughs) Have you ever heard it? That's so weird. So Henry, again, who's like, like, thinks God is obsessed with him. Of course. It's like, oh my God, she got pregnant so fast. Then this must be a sign from God. Oh my God. That I'm I'm doing the right thing. And I'm going to have a son. This is what he wants us to do. Um, So Anne, obviously he sets it all up for Anne to make her first appearance as queen in 15 on Easter Easter day Easter mass she rolls in and like dripping in jewels eleganza and because there was like where the king sat and where all the ladies in waiting sat and where like other people sat and where the queen sat and she like sat like where the queen is supposed to sit next to the king and it was like the first like official time she made the appearance a public appearance as the king's wife. Yeah, so she was like at that point. So she, yes, and um, so King Henry is like, we need to get your coronation going immediately because it couldn't be after she had her baby because he was like, this baby's got to be because you're not you're not technically queen until your coronation. You're just yeah. the wife of the king. So um, people so, might call you that, but you're not actually. And he's like, no, this baby needs to be born to the queen. We're getting your coronation, and it's going to be lit. Fam. And so the, Fam. the wedding was like on the DL. That's how the, he did things. Weddings on the DL, coronation. coronation. Lit fam. Lit fam. <laughs> so in 1533, he liked it and he should have put a crown on it. <laughs> and he liked it, so he did put a crown on it. He pimped her barge. <laughs> yeah, so, like, the coronation went on for four days. And so, like, the first day, it was, like, um, she was put on this royal barge, and it went down the Thames River. And, like, um, so she was on her barge, which is, like, a long boat, you know. It's a big a, boat. Big boat. Um, have you ever been on a shrimp boat? But no, but I've been on a real big boat. Uh, sorry. Um, and it's, like pimped out like with all these banners and gold cloth and everything and they spent two nights at the tower of london oh i mean like which is kind of ironic irony yeah like if there's a definition of irony it would be yeah spending your coronation so they (laughs) they go down the thames river and like everybody comes out to like watch the procession and then they make it to the tower of london she spends two nights there like tradition english tradition has it that at her coronation, like, both going down the Thames River and then, like, later going through the city is that the Londoners came out and, like, threw stuff at her and cursed at her and yeah, stuff like that. I read that. And I don't buy that for a second. One, because you could have been arrested. You would have been killed. And two, because we've read elsewhere, like, at coronation, the king, like... Gave out free food, free wine. This free, is the time for them to, to eat celebrate. and celebrate. So he yeah. would have been like, you're, you're not going to be like drinking his free wine and then going and yelling at the queen. Like, I just don't buy it. I'm sure there were people grumbling. Being yeah, like, absolutely. Hur, hur, hur. But I don't think there were people openly protesting it. Do you? No. Yeah. No, I, I completely agree. So she yeah. makes it to Westminster Abbey. Yeah. So and the, she is dressed. What? 
like a queen. Y'all, but she must have been so exhausted. I mean, this was four days. Activity, 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 activity. So many things going on. And And she's she's pregnant. pregnant. (laughs) She must have been so exhausted. But King Henry needed to show to the country, like, this is your queen. So it was so fucking over the top. Yeah, no, but she's dressed. She's in, like, a gold robe. No, she was in a purple robe Mm. with, like, gold trappings and, like, um, fur and jewels and just, like, Oh, on top of being pregnant, that must have been so heavy. <laughs> like... Yeah, right? I mean, you would be miserable. And Henry, all the while, like, she's pregnant and, like, carrying all this shit. He thinks everything's going right. Yeah. And in the 16th century, they so... believe that, like, having sex with a pregnant woman was bad for the baby. And, yeah. And, like, it would cause drama. So she is crowned. She is queen. And he's thinking um, she's going to be the kind of wife that Catherine of Aragon was. And she's just, she was not brought up the way that Catherine of Aragon was. And um, no, it's very likely that Henry took mistresses while she was pregnant. And where Cathay wouldn't have liked it, but she would have turned a blind eye. Anne had nothing to do with that. And that's not she Anne's personality. She was mad. So if he started taking mistresses while she was pregnant, she would have made her grievances known. She would have taken this as a moment to be like, okay, the king has his eye on other chicks. Like, she would have taken this as an inclination to well, be Well, and also, like, Catherine yeah. of Aragon was raised with a king and queen for parents and always saw her dad taking mistresses. So she, like, understood. Understood it. That, um, not that that made it right, but you know no, what I mean. No, but she understood Whereas, um, no, and that's her parents weren't king and queen, you know, like completely that different ballgame. Right. So eventually Anne goes into her confinement. We've discussed confinements before on this oh, show. My lord. And it's like um basic, Jesus. basically you just go into a dark room until you have the baby. Yeah, they pull all the curtains, oh. they throw everything over you, and you just make sure that you do not see the light for five. <laughs> it sucked for her. I mean, um, it was it's kind of sweet. I guess. But Henry canceled his progress that summer. Like, usually they he would go hunting and shit like that, like we discussed before. And um, he actually canceled it to stay, like, at the same palace where she was having her confinement. So, I guess that's kind of <laughs> nice. He was still very likely cheating on her. But um, but wanted to stay near. So, I guess that's kind of sweet. Um, Love you. But, like, I'm sure she hated being in confinement. She's such a social person. She likes to be out there making jokes and flirting and having fun. She loved her time at the court. And I really do think that she was one of those women, not that there's anything wrong with that, but, like, one of those women who prefer having male friends. So she probably fucking hated being in confinement just with all these bitches. You know what I mean? <laughs> I totally I'm not agree. one. Of, I mean, I have a lot of male friends, but I'm, oh, I love my girlfriends better. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Oh, that's harsh. I love you, Nathan. (laughs) (laughs) Ow. Ow. Dagger to the heart. You know what I mean, though. Like, (laughs) there's things that you can talk about your girlfriends that other people just, like, no one else in the world is going to get. Yeah, vagina talk. Yeah, vagina talk. Exactly. (laughs) But I really do think Anne Boleyn was one. And there are some women that just, they just don't need that in their life. And I think she was one of those people that just, like, so that must have sucked for her just being in a dark room. 
Not able to dance. And not she's, able to. She's begging to have a baby boy. Yeah. Like this is a moment in her life where she's like, "Please, she's like, God, just do it. Give me a baby boy." Um, and it was a really hard pregnancy. So no, the first, like the majority of the pregnancy was easy. The last like six weeks or whatever, like she was so sick, and a lot of people thought she was going to die. Henry even said to somebody, he was like. I would rather her have a miscarriage than her die. But back then, the view was the child's an innocent. The mother has sinned. So if anybody's, if you can only save one mother, life. If the mother sinned, then she should Yeah, the, that's the whole thing. It's like, if you can only save one life, then you should save the child because it's an innocent. So for him to say that to somebody, even in passing, is, he loved her. He loved her so much. That's the moral of the story. Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway. And so Anne finally gives birth to a baby girl. A baby girl. And Whoa. they named her Elizabeth after both both of their mothers. Um, but yeah. I'm womp, sure we'll talk womp, about her. <laughs> there were still like festivities and shit, but like there was supposed to be a joust and they canceled it. Well, jousting is a phallic Male. Yeah. Thing. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, to be honest, and they had like um, written up this uh, like letter to send out to like everybody important in London to be like welcoming the birth of the prince, and so they had to go in and put in an extra S Ugh. on all of it, like princess. Whoopsie. So um, Henry was said to still be happy and like in public, like show, show, like acted like he was happy about it, but I mean. Like, in the Tudors, they play it like he's so pissed off or whatever. But still, like, there was no reason that they both didn't believe that, okay, you you successfully had a living child on your first try and you survived. Why won't we have another one next year? You know? Yeah. Okay, Just cool. Just another one bites the dust. So, well, no. That he, <laughs> no, no. Sorry. What that was a, a weird thing. That's a bad reference. But no, so, like... Uh, he was disappointed, definitely. They were both disappointed, but they were just like, oh, we'll try again soon. So that's where we'll leave this episode. Because there's a lot of baby mama drama that happens after this. That's what we should title the next episode. <laughs> baby mama baby drama. Baby mama drama. <laughs> so, guys, thanks for listening. So, thanks for listening. If there's something you want to hear, just, like, hit us up. You can email us at queenshistorypodcast at gmail.com. Find us on Twitter. We're at queens underscore podcast. We're on SoundCloud and Stitcher. And follow us on iTunes at Queens Podcast. All one word. All smushed up. Queens Podcast. Um, follow us on Facebook. Our intro music is by K Sparks featuring Beyond Belief. Thanks for letting us use your song, guys. Thanks, guys, for listening. Cheers. Bye, girl. <laughs> Hello, everyone. It's Takuyi here. And I'm Gabby. And we are the hosts of History of Everything, a podcast which you can probably guess by the name is, well, I mean, it's about everything. Do you want to know why people thought potatoes were evil and would give you syphilis? Are you curious about all the stories of the terrible and stupid ways that people have kicked the bucket over the years? Do you want to hear tales about all of the different badasses of history and the lives that they had brought to life? Well, if so, then look no further. History of Everything is just the right podcast for you. It's available on Spotify, Pandora, and anywhere else that you get your podcast from. Join us for some fun and just see how weird and wacky history can be.